0: Good afternoon, Mendocino. I'm Michelle Hutchins, County Superintendent of Schools. In today's edition of Inside Education, I'll interview the people responsible for human resources in our three largest school districts in Mendocino County. I'll ask these three folks to describe their open positions and how a person might apply. In addition, we'll hear from a few employees who'll be talking about what it's like to do their jobs. Once we get started, we'll be opening the lines to take calls from our listeners. If you have any specific questions regarding how to work in your local schools, don't hesitate to call in at 895-2448. When the pandemic hit in March of 2020, many of us thought school would return to normal by that August. Little did we know things were just getting started. With very few resources – School districts did everything they could to maintain academic standards while teachers constantly adjusted to new ways of sharing information with students. From distance learning to hybrid schedules to teaching both online and in person concurrently. Change was the name of the game. This year, schools knew it was in-person learning and had plenty of lead time for implementing COVID-19 mitigation strategies. But the staff is spread so thin. A statewide shortage of teachers, bus drivers, and so many other positions. All those schools know how to do the work. They simply do not have the staffing. For this reason, I asked the three people responsible for human resources of our three largest school districts to join me today. With me are Ukiah Unified Assistant Superintendent for Human Resources, Nicole Glenser, Fort Bragg District Superintendent, Rebecca Walker, and Trina Cardillo, Willits Unified School District Human Resources Director. So as school districts, or as schools opened, there was a huge increase in testing, which ended up identifying existing COVID cases among children. These cases were not caused by school contacts, but by community contacts. When looking at state and countywide data, it is clear that the safety measures in schools are working because schools-based transmission is incredibly low. However, the perception of schools being a place where students and staff may become infected has put a damper on hiring. So how does a community know, or how does a person in your community know what's happening with COVID at your schools? And let's start with Ms. Glenser from Ukiah Unified.
1: Thanks. I think probably the best way to stay up to date on what's going on in our schools is by following us on Facebook. Um, If you're a parent, Uh, you receive messages from your school and from the district but if you're not if you don't have a child in our school district and you just want to stay up to date on the different activities and the different notifications that come out we post frequently on facebook
0: great thank you what about in fort bragg ms walker So
2: for us, we also have Facebook pages. Um, We also have on our district website, www.fbusd.us. You can go to the district site, and we copied Ukiah, point blank, Um, their COVID dashboard. We also have COVID-19 updates. All of our websites are up to date with information, um, what's happening in the school. And we do our very best to send notices to parents uh, via Square, which is our communication system through our student information system.
0: Thank you. And what about in Willets, Ms. Cardillo?
3: Well, at Willits Unified, we are very active with our website, willitsunified.com. You'll find lots of information about COVID in our schools. We also um, have a Facebook page and our superintendent, um, Joe Aldridge, is doing a wonderful job communicating with families and staff, as well as our administrators at our school sites.
0: So, how are you reaching out to potential school employees to let them know schools are safe places to work? Let's start with Willets this time.
3: Well, Willets, um, what we do, we use a lot of email um there's lots of email that's going back and forth our union representation um, we communicate with them and i'm going to again point to superintendent aldridge because he's just been wonderful at communicating with staff and he sends out uh, i would say at least two to three times a week messages to all of our staff so the communication this year has been wonderful and how about in fort bragg so for, we,
2: for us, we've been fortunate to hold a few job fairs specifically for Fort Bride Unified, where we've been able to invite the public to come right to the district office to ask us questions, to get help with going online and getting an account on EdJoin to apply. We have our COVID protocols and our COVID safety measures online. Our COVID safety plan is published. We're doing everything we can to maintain all the Cal OSHA rules and to make sure that the folks who are applying have the ability to ask us any questions they want. Like I said, our protocols are um, incredibly clear when it comes to masking. And so our job fairs have been very beneficial to us in getting people on board with us and being able to ask those frontline questions.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Ms. Glenser, what about in UK Unified?
1: Uh, We we have been doing many of the same things. We haven't had our own job fairs, but we've um, communicated in many of the same ways that uh, Fort Bragg and Willits have. And I think the other thing is that, um, as many people know, in California, if you work for a school district, you either have to be vaccinated or you have to do regular testing for COVID. Um, So that's been pretty well communicated, I think, in general. And we also had some town hall meetings that um, were um, done live via Uh, I think they were on YouTube or Facebook, but they were done, um, in such a fashion that people could call in and, um, and ask questions. And those are archives. So, so people can go back and look at them.
0: Excellent. Thank you for sharing all that. Many people may not be aware of the variety of positions available in education. It takes a lot of people to run a school and a district. One question I've received relates to the required education levels of various positions. What opportunities are available for people with only a high school diploma? And what about people who are just shy of having a diploma? And let's start with UKI Unified. Ms. Glensick?
1: There are so many positions in schools. And that is when we do job fairs, people are always surprised because people think of teachers uh, maybe some bus drivers and crossing guards—the people that they see when they take their children to school—they uh, don't think about necessarily the custodial, the maintenance, the groundskeeper, people that work in the gardens. So there's a, a wide range of employee um, types. In Ukiah Unified, we have um, some positions in custodial and food service, crossing guard, uh, to name a few that do not require a high school diploma. Um, for those with a high school diploma and uh, and maybe no college or or some college, but short of um, an AA or a BA or BS, um, we have many positions, um, clerical, grounds, uh, facilities, uh, bus driver. So there's actually, a, there's quite a lot. And I think anyone who's interested in uh, the benefits of working for a school district, there's probably a job in one of our school districts for you.
0: Let's move over to Fort Bragg. So what do you think, Ms. Walker? So right now, all
2: of our positions require a high school diploma. We work with people who don't have a high school diploma, who have applied for positions that don't have direct student contact or or provide direct student services in the classroom. And we've worked with them to provide time for them to complete their high school diploma through our adult education, our adult school program, um, or potentially taking the GED, So we do our very best to try and work with everyone who comes to us based on the skills and the needs that they present. For us, uh, right now, the positions that we have for as far as education goes are classified positions, which are our instructional aides, food services, secretaries, um, non-teaching staff, that's classified. Those require a high school diploma. And then our teaching positions, which we would call certificated, require a bachelor's degree and an additional certification of some type of a credential, whether it's a teaching credential, a counseling PPS credential, an administrative credential, school psychologist, um, speech therapist. So certificated and, and classified. Certificated are, require some level of bachelor's degree or more, but in addition, some level of credentialing. And then classified would be our high school diploma, um,
3: non-certificated staff. Okay. And in Willits? So um, at Willets Unified, we also require a high school diploma for employment. We have two primary types of positions, classified and certificated, which both ladies have touched on. Um, and for classified, we, um, like I said, you do have to have a high school diploma. We also require a fingerprint clearance and TB before we can start anyone and so it was certificated that we have some openings for certificated also um, they do require a bachelor's degree and we we can work with folks if they have that bachelor's degree to help them get their teaching credential and possibly put them on some waivers so we can get them to come working. Excellent thank you.
0: Is there anything you want to add Ms. Glenser?
1: Yes. Actually, this is a really interesting time because there's such a staffing shortage, not just in education, but education's feeling it pretty significantly. Um, When a business is shorthanded, they do less business and they make less money. Um, Schools don't have the option of closing down. We still have just as many students um, as we we ever had. And so I think one thing that is different now for us in the employment scene is that we're we're needing a lot more temporary and um, short-term positions. We're really trying to um, make sure that our jobs are um, as accessible as possible. So we've posted a lot of jobs as full-time to part-time, permanent, temporary, because we want to, um, if somebody's willing to work, we want to put them to work. Um, and if if they're not looking for a permanent job, we want to find a temporary job for them. So that's one of the Uh, very interesting things right now is we're really trying to make our jobs fit the needs of the people that are looking to work
0: You've just heard from Nicole Glenser Assistant Superintendent of Ukiah Unified of Human Resources and we're covering the open positions in education today and what you just heard her say is that when businesses are short staffed, they can make less money and do less with the shorter staff but when schools have, are short staff, we don't have the freedom or the luxury of serving less people. We have to keep our service levels to the same same height. So therefore, we really need help. So what I'm hearing you say is that schools are being extremely flexible in schedules, whether positions are permanent or temporary, whether positions are part-time or full-time, to be able to get people to work. Thank you. Ms. Cardillo from Willits.
3: Yes, thank you for touching on that, Michelle. We are doing the same at Willets Unified. You know, some people may want to work just a couple extra hours in custodial after they get off work. Like, hey, I can help you guys out, and, and we've done that. So thank you to our community for stepping up. We need help.
0: Let's follow a student's path to school as we discuss some different positions that schools have offerings for. Our first one would be a crossing guard. So starting with UKI Unified, um, would you describe to me what kind of a position is being a crossing guard? How would you describe the requirements and the working conditions?
1: Um, I have firsthand knowledge of this because since we're shorthanded in crossing guard, I often cover this duty. Um, the The requirements for crossing guard are that you're available and willing to work, that you can pass the fingerprint, all the standard stuff, the fingerprint clearance, TV clearance and all that. Um, for us, you don't have to have a um, high school diploma to, to be crossing guard. Um, we have positions um, at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. a lot of times um, it's something that um, a person who has a job in the middle of the day or or wants the middle of the day free like they can tack it on to another job or they can just work a couple hours to start the day and to end end the day and that gives them kind of their social interaction for some people. We've had some people that find it like, super gratifying because you get to see kids at the beginning of the day and greet them and it's just really a satisfying job. Um and it, the sort of person that I think enjoys that is the sort of person that likes to likes to greet people. Um somebody who wants to be a Walmart greeter, this is the same sort of thing, but there's a safety component involved as well. So it needs to be somebody that is able to pay attention and work under pressure because there there's there there's some pressure in the morning when people are trying to get to work. They don't, they don't have patience necessarily as they're driving. Um, but it is, I think it's a fun job to do because you get to see the kids and the parents as they're going to school. And then at the end of the day, you get to ask them how their day went. And it's, it's uh, I think it's an important role because that adult that greets them and that adult that says goodbye to them can leave that, can, can make quite an impression on a student.
0: So, we have a short clip of a Ukiah Unified employee um, working as a crossing guard talking about their position. I'm going to take a minute and play that now.
3: My name is Patty Dow, and I am a crossing guard. Uh, for Frank and Zeke, and as well as a para educator for kindergartners. The best thing about working at
0: Ukiah Unified School District is starting the morning every morning
3: at 7:30, 7:15, and seeing the community smile and wave at you and appreciative. I've not, not felt uh, appreciated out there. I think not only seeing the kindergartners looking forward to going to school, but seeing their siblings, two-year-old, car all oh, you see are the little hands going out. Like,
0: oh, my God. God. They just can't wait to come to school. And that's just so fulfilling. All right. So you can tell she gets a lot out of her position. She enjoys what she does. What is required for a person to apply for, to become a crossing guard at any of your positions? In any of your schools,
1: the requirements for are pretty much the same. Uh, if you need to you need to submit an application. You can find our applications on EdJoin.org or on Indeed. Uh, UK Unified posts on Indeed, um, and I I know that all of our websites. Uh, if you go to our website, you can find some tab that says Join Our Team or Job Openings um, to find what op- uh, what openings are um are open at that at this time and then you fill out an application um we're going to run fingerprints on 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 somebody and there is a common misconception that if you have anything that appears like when you're 18 years old and you got pulled over for something and arrested that's um there's this misconception that if there's anything on your record at all you cannot work for a school district Um, and that's not that's not necessarily true so if you have a question about that you'll you should call the school district and just ask Um, but, uh, that I, I hear from people sometimes who said, you know, it's been 20 years, but I did this really stupid thing and I shoplifted when I was a senior in high school and I was 18 and I have it on my record. That's not going to keep you from getting a job in a school district. Um, so I don't, don't let that hold you back, but you're going to need to do fingerprint clearance. You're going to need to do TB testing. And now that we're in the time of COVID, you're going to either need to submit a verification of your COVID vaccine or you're going to need to be doing testing uh, for COVID each week, which schools are required to provide that testing at no cost to the employee and during working time. So it's pretty easy to get that testing done. It's easy for the employee. It's not easy for the school district.
0: How about Fort Bragg or Willits? Do either one of you have crossing guards positions that are open? So for us in Fort Bragg, we don't have that,
2: that specific position. We Years ago, we used to have these little positions that were three hours, Um, to do these kinds of things. And what we found was that they were too hard to fill. We're a small community on the coast, and finding people to work three hours and two hours in very limited settings was difficult. So what we did is we combined our instructional aid positions to help encompass some of these duties that we had within the school day. And we created the position to make it larger so that employees could come in and then choose and decide, am I going to take the benefits or am I not going to take the benefits? And when you look at all these positions, Michelle, what I would say more importantly than anything is to let our community know that the school system is a wonderful place to work because there are career pathways within the school system. There is a ladder that can 100% be followed to get into a greater and better position. What's wonderful about working for the school district is even if you're a crossing guard, even if you're an aide, even if you're a custodian, even even if you're anything in the school system, The wonderful thing about our school system is that we offer a very attractive benefits package. We offer an attractive um, pension plan that is state, that is state-driven. What's wonderful about it is that myself as a superintendent, if I go work into another public school, my pension follows me. That's that's huge. My years of service follow me. If you are an instructional aide right now in Ukiah Unified and you come move to Fort Bragg and say, hey, I want to continue on this path, you're going to come into Fort Bragg Unified with all your years of service being transferred because it all stays in that retirement system. We are part of the public employee's retirement system, and we're part of the STERS, which is the state teacher's retirement system. So CalPERS, calsters it's what we do in public education. It is a huge benefit, not to mention that we have life insurance, medical benefits, um, vision, dental all these things for your whole family. So there are wonderful components to working in the school district that benefits your larger family. So I would say, you know, as we're going through these positions, recognizing that we may not have this in our school district, but again, come come check out what we have because it is it is a greater benefit to, to your whole family. And if you don't need the benefit, then you, then you can um, bypass it if you work um, the appropriate hours.
0: One of my favorite things about working for a school district is the fact that I have the same vacation time as my children. And I don't have to bother my boss to get the same vacation time as my children. And that's, that's a huge benefit as well.
2: There are different positions in the school district that have different calendars. So, From anything from our maintenance custodial, uh, secretary, teacher, speech therapist, school psychologist, all of those have varying calendars. We absolutely work with our folks. We absolutely work with our community. I, I feel fortunate to have been in the school system for as long as I have. I feel as if my pension, my retirement plans have been solidified and that I'm not worried about what's going to happen to me when I turn that golden age and say thank you. greg unified and thank you state of california for um for my years of service so i think there's a lot that we can do here
3: what about in Willits? so Willits unified um i'm gonna piggyback on what becky said we do have um 10 month 11 month and 12 month employees all on varied calendars but i agree that working for a school district one of the biggest perks is is your schedule with your students or with your children you know, it's such a big perk. And we have a wonderful benefits package here at Willits Unified, health and welfare benefits package. And I'm looking forward to those golden years when I get to retire and settle in with my PERS and, you know, and our teachers with with STIRS. So it's a, it's a great, uh, great place to work. Yeah. I'm thankful.
0: So let's talk about another position that has a big statewide shortage. This is school bus drivers. We all see the big yellow buses driving around town, and we all remember our days being on a school bus. Talk a little bit about what we're doing to incentivize people to join our school bus fleets, or our school bus driver's fleets.
1: Uh, in Ukiah Unified, we, are, um, we, we have a, a, a pay incentive for those that um, take a, a bus driving position, um, and we will train people to become bus drivers. Um, so there's a, a challenge right now in California in getting people trained. There's just not enough trainers out there to train everyone who's willing to drive. But what we're finding is that we um, uh, we, we find people that are sometimes interested in being bus drivers that have um, – maybe they've driven um, for MTA or for, for an, a, another school district and they, they want to move to the coastal, a more of a coastal area. And so they come to Mendocino County from other areas. Um, so we're trying to like uh, get the word out there for those people that might be moving to California, moving to the more, a more coastal area um, in retirement. And we're really trying to get people who are already licensed. We're not always successful. Um, there is a nationwide shortage of bus drivers and uh we're we're really struggling with that um it it is a position that is it has i think um, pretty good compensation um because it it has such a high requirement for training and licensing Um, so i i think it's our bus drivers are so proud of the work that they do Um, and they're you know a couple years well in 2017 when we have the fires um, our bus drivers in Ukiah Unified and in other districts um, help with the emergency evacuations and, and um, activities like that. And our bus driver state takes such pride in the 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 work that they do because they know that they have such a critical role in providing safe transportation um, to and from school. Right now, it's really hard on our bus drivers because they want to be able to make everybody happy. Um, and because when somebody out sick, or we just can't find somebody to take a vacant position, our bus drivers are really trying to fit everybody in, and our transportation department is trying to make these magical um, bus routes that will somehow get to every kid without having to um, have the students on the bus too long. And we're we're just not able to do it right now. So um, we do have an incentive for both. Ukiah Unified employees and people that come from outside of Ukiah Unified to either take a job as a bus driver if they're already licensed or to go through training with us while they become licensed. And we have a position that people can um, can take uh, without any sort of, they just have to have their, their regular driver's license um, and we'll hire them in that as we're training them. So we're really trying
0: to get people behind the wheel. So we have a little clip of one of your school bus drivers speaking about what his job is like so we're going to play that now
3: i'm todd cannon i'm a bus driver for uh unified school district I like it mainly because it allows me to have not only quantity time, but quality time, more time with my family. My old job, I I got very little time uh, with my family, and now I have the same holidays off. Whenever they have a weekend off, I have one. And our vacations can actually be true vacations and not just a few days. So. That's, that's I think, what I like about it the most. But it's also, I, I like working with kids.
0: So how about in Fort Bragg? Bus drivers?
2: So we're fortunate in Fort, in Fort Bragg. Um, I want to just do a shout-out to Barry Silva, who's our Facility Maintenance Operation and Transportation Director, and our um, Transportation Manager, Jerry Lynn Mitchell. They have created such a wonderful environment in our transportation department that we've had very little turnover. We're actually full. We actually have a full staff of bus drivers. Um, They are the first point of contact for many of our children. They are the people who start the kids days with a smile. They're, They're one of the most important components to making sure that a kid begins the day correctly. So, we, we are fortunate in Fort Bride Unified that, that we're full right now. The other part that makes it fortunate for us in Fort Bride Unified is that Jerry Lynn Mitchell is our driver trainer. So we actually bring people through the gates, help with their driver's license, and help them get their Class A license to be a full blown bus driver. So we do the training on the site. Uh, Jerry Lynn works with um, our folks to make sure that they know how to drive, know how to. Um, know the information necessary to pass the needed exams. And then right now we're actually training um, another person to become a driver trainer so that we can continue that when Jerry uh, Lynn decides that she is going to move on to greener pastures. She's pretty wonderful. So we are fortunate, like I said, in Fort Ride, we have a full staff right now and we have folks who are working on becoming the trainers, so that we can maintain that transition in-house and train people in our community for these vital positions
0: you're listening to rebecca walker superintendent of of fort bragg unified this is inside education and my name is michelle hutchins i'm your county superintendent of schools we're talking about the school needs for people to work in our schools to be able to um, keep our positions fully filled we have a lot of open positions in schools and we have a lot of requirements that we have to have to maintain and so we're trying to explain to the community right now what it takes to work for a school all right another how about in Willets? do we have any bus driving positions open in Willets?
3: Right now, Willits Unified has one open bus driver position, and we are looking for sub-bus drivers as well. Um, unfortunately, we are feeling the shortage of bus drivers, and it's affecting athletics and field trips, and, you know, that's that's where it's at. We, we would like to get more drivers so we can get our athletes to their sporting events and safely and safely. Um, So we do not have a bus driver trainer um, at this time. Um, So I think we've been using the the trainer out of Ukiah, I believe, on the weekends. So, But, yes, please, please come. It's funny. People come into my office, and I always ask, do you want to be a bus driver?
2: (laughs) And, Michelle, if I may, um, just – the big message that I'd like to convey to the community. If you are looking for a job and you don't know what that job is, come in and talk to us at our district offices. If we get to know you a little bit and we know what your needs are, we'll be able to help work with you to find a position in the district that's going to work. So if anybody's out there who's looking for work and is feeling, you know, I really could use some medical benefits. I really love the idea of a pension. And I love the idea of being a ten or eleventh or twelve month employee that I can have my child schedule. Please come into the district office. We will absolutely work with you. Perfect.
0: All right, other positions that we have, we have campus supervisors. Um, Ms. Glenser, I'm going to look at you again from UKI Unified. Let's talk a little bit about um, whether or not a campus supervisor can actually be friendly or whether these folks have to be stern all the time. What is a typical responsibility?
1: I would say uh, being friendly is a job requirement uh, to be a, a good campus supervisor. Um, and campus super- supervisors do a lot of different things. Um, obviously, they're there to provide some campus supervision for um, In Ukiah Unified, we have them at our middle schools and our high school, high schools. And, uh, they will get kids from class, just kind of be uh, doing supervision during um, passing times. Uh, they, they interact with and build strong rapport with students when they're really effective. And we have some really wonderful campus supervisors in Ukiah Unified. Um, a lot of times they'll work some supplemental or some overtime and get paid extra money to do things like football games. Uh, we have, um, our, our campus supervisors are working really hard this week because it's homecoming week in Ukiah, Um And so there's a lot of extra activities for them to be at. But they um, provide a friendly a friendly um, face for all our students to um, to refer to when they need some assistance with something or when there's a problem, they're also there to kind of help with the problem. If there's the unfortunate uh, fight that may uh, occasionally happen on campus, the campus supervisors are usually, the first people there to um, try to uh, bring bring around uh, bring bring the crowd back around to a, a safe situation.
0: What about a cafeteria worker? What are typical hours? Full time, part time? What are some of the requirements? Let's look at Fort Bragg. Ms. Walker.
2: So our nutrition services director is Pilar Gray, and she has done an amazing job of allowing us in Fort Bragg Unified to prepare fresh-made food for our our children. We are more fortunate in the sense of versus U-Kai. is huge. Um, In in Fort Bragg, we have uh, four main campuses that operate four individual cafeterias um, that cater to the students and their grade levels. For us in nutrition services, we have some full-time, some part-time, The hours for the the cafeteria really is an early start, and that's because we are preparing breakfast. We serve breakfast in the classroom for both of our elementary schools, which means that by the time 8 a.m. rolls around, we have to have a cooler with all of the food and all of the milk for every single classroom in grades TK through grade five. That, that's a tall order. That's a tall order. So our nutrition services workers are typically begin the day either at 5.30 or 6.30 in the morning.
0: What's going on in Willits with cafeteria or even campus supervisors, Ms. Cardio?
3: So we have campus supervisors at all of, well, at, at our four big school sites. Um, we don't have them at our two alt but we do have campus supervisors. I don't have any openings currently in that position. And those positions are sometimes a little tricky because they're just two and a half hours and they're, they're broken up. But at this time, I don't have any campus supervisors. Um, in our food services, we have, like I said, four big schools. Uh, we do we do services at all four of those, but we only operate out of two kitchens. So we're preparing meals and transporting. Um uh, so we have we have folks that come in very early at 6 a.m. or possibly even earlier. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, and some are eight hours, and some are part time. So, but not, no openings in food services either at this time.
0: So I'm interviewing the three largest school district folks that are responsible for human resources. If anyone in the community has questions that we're not covering, please do call in at 895-2448. Again, the number, 895-2448. All right, let's move on then to what an office secretary or an administrative assistant might be responsible for. What would would the... required education level for an office assistant or administrative assistant or secretary be? And is it helpful if you're bilingual or bicultural in either English or Spanish? Let's start with Fort Bragg.
2: So first off, it is always, 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 always valuable for anyone who is bilingual, bicultural. That is one thing that we see a, a huge need to be able to communicate in both English and Spanish for our administrative assistants, the minimum education required is a high school diploma. They are the front office staff. They are typically the first face of our parents to the school. Hugely important position. They take care of our attendance, which is the bread and butter of our funding. They take care of the office needs um, for the, the teachers, the administrators, for everybody there at the school, they are the backbone of that school in general. And so we really appreciate our office um, administrative assistance. Right now in Fort Bragg Unified, we have no openings in um, administrative assistance. We do have an opening for one nutrition service worker, cafeteria worker, and we don't have to have the supervisors. So office secretary is hugely important, um, but we have no no openings right now.
1: And in Ukiah? we we do have openings in clerical positions, um, and we've recently posted um, full time, part time, uh, permanent, and uh, uh, substitute uh, clerical positions uh, because the the COVID testing that's taking place is, is very much a clerical task. It's uh, the test itself is the Binax Now test, um, and anyone who's bought them at the drugstore, you know how easy they are for because they're self administered. But it's the logging of the information from that that's really a clerical task. So we have recently posted and hired several uh, new clerical positions for part-time, on-call sort of work. But we also have some permanent full-time positions that are open. And uh, there's definitely a good career path in clerical. So if you were to start in a clerical position with a high school diploma, um, you could gain experience and be definitely moving up a very – a very solid career ladder. There are some clerical positions that require require some college um, or equivalent training, um, but w- if you were to be hired in a clerical position, there's training that's available to you um, in every position that you do in a in a school district, and so you kind of receive on the job training that can help build into your next um, promotional opportunity. Um, and I could not agree more. Every position that we have, if you're bilingual, bicultural, it's it's just a benefit no matter what the position is. Um, certainly those positions where you're answering phones and dealing with the public, it is especially helpful.
0: So let's move on to custodian and maintenance type work. After hours, weekends, during school hours, when do these folks work? And how do custodians differ from maintenance or grounds crew? Let's start with Fort Bragg. Ms. Walker? So
2: three different jobs that you just mentioned there, maintenance, custodial, grounds. Grounds is limited to grounds, meaning they do our fields, they do our shrubbery, they do our landscaping for the three of our districts, at least, the big one for us is getting ready for athletic events. So it's lining the football field, lining the soccer field, making sure that the baseball field, the softball field, all of that is ready to go. Um, and that's, so that's grounds. So and my phone is ringing, so I apologize for that. Um, the maintenance, so grounds is an 11 is a 12 month year round position. They work all year long. It's an eight hour day position. Typically, we have grounds coming in early in the morning, around 6.30, and that's because we want them to work prior to the kids getting there, making sure that the facilities are ready to go before our kiddos arrive. Maintenance, they are the folks who go in and they are our fixers. They take care of our boilers. They take care of our heaters. They take care of our small jobs around our schools, painting, fixing of a fence, um, fixing up our equipment. So maintenance, again, is another 12-month position. Typically, our maintenance team begins at 6.30 in the morning as well, and that's because we want them there prior to our kids showing up. So maintenance is an eight-hour full-day full position year-round. Then we have our custodial teams. Custodial teams are also 12-month, also eight hours. They vary in shifts. We have a cust- uh, our head custodian at each site typically begins either at 6.30 or 7 a.m. in the morning. Again, getting there before the kids are there, getting there before the staff's there to make sure there isn't anything uh, wrong or a misstep in the campus before our students and staff arrive. And then we have other shifts of custodial, kind of our swing shift, our night shift. Typically, it could be either 11 a.m. to um, 8 p.m. or 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. or 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. And that's so that we have a nighttime crew that can clean and maintain our facilities when all the staff and students are gone. We also have night football games, evening soccer games. So that custodial team in the afternoon is hugely important to the operations of our schools.
0: I have a nice clip from a UK Unified maintenance worker that I'm gonna play. I'm Kit Webb, I'm the head of plant at Eagle
1: Peak Middle School. I do kind of facility managed. You know, I am for uh, not only custodial services, but maintenance repair, putting furniture together, and just in general taking care of whatever is needed at the school. Well, I love that. I'm appreciated. Mm-hmm. Everyone appreciates me, and so i family-like. And then um, I love working around the kids.
2: Mm-hmm. Kids are fun.
0: Kids are fun. Okay, let's get into substitute teaching. I'm going to start with you, Kai Unified, Ms. Glenser. If you would, please, tell us a little bit about why people choose to substitute Is it extra money? Is it trying to pursue a new career? What do you think? Uh, We have a lot of different reasons. We have a lot of people
1: that want to, that have a college degree and they're not sure what to do with it. (laughs) That's actually how I got into teaching was I had that college degree and somebody said, well, you should be a substitute teacher. And it was, um, I'm really glad that that recommendation was made to me. Um, We also have a lot of retirees. Um, They've retired either from another profession um, and they have a bachelor's degree and they want to want to work with kids. A lot of we hear from a lot of people who say, I've always wanted to be a teacher, but I pursued another path. And now that I'm retired, I want to do what I always dreamed of doing, which is a really exciting thing. Um, We also have uh, people that are just trying it on for size. They want to see what's it like to work in a school district. Do I want to be a teacher or not? And then we also have a good number of people that uh, are are only available to work a few days and being a substitute teacher, they can work whatever days they're available each week um, for for pretty reasonable pay. Um, And so they really enjoy that flexibility of choosing when they work, uh, even where they work. Um, People can go online and see what jobs are available um, through our our, um, substitute finder and they can choose what sorts of jobs they wanna take. Now, right now, we're we're hoping for substitutes that will just be as flexible as possible because we have um, a lot of a lot of uh, vacancies that we're having a hard time filling and we've actually hired a lot of our subs um, to be teachers um, and one of the exciting things right now is that um, there it, it used to be that if you wanted to be a substitute teacher you had to have a bachelor's degree and pass a test called the C best um, now there are there are multiple ways of uh, meeting what the requirement for competency, which used to be the CBEST, which it, you can still take the test called the CBEST, but there are other ways that you can um, meet that competency, and I bet there's a lot of people out there that have already met it that just don't know it because there's so many different ways to meet that. Um, additionally, um, in an effort to try to make being a substitute teacher or even a regular teacher as easy as possible, um, the fee to apply for your credential has been waived for many credentials, including the substitute um, credential, which is called the 30-day sub-credential. Um, so that's um, an exciting thing that's helped a lot of people. Um, if you're just out of college and you don't have a lot of, of, of cash around, but you want to uh, pay the rent, uh, you can sign up to sub, and you're not going to even have to pay the fee for your, for your substitute credential. Excellent.
0: Excellent. So now's the time. If you want to try teaching, now's the time. How about in Fort Bragg?
2: Well, and I just wanted to add, Michelle, you know, what's wonderful about substitute teaching, it's really an environment where there's no harm, no foul. If you try it and don't like it, you can gracefully walk away and no one will ever know. So what I love about subbing when, when I was a sub, I loved that I could pick and choose my schedule. I loved that I could pick and choose which classroom. I loved that I could pick and choose what schools. I was a substitute teacher in Humboldt County when I was finishing up my math degree because I had finished my first degree and I had finished my credential. And so I wanted to finish my math degree. So I went back to school for a year. And during that year, I funded it through subbing. But I could pick and choose when I could sub, what schools I liked, what schools I didn't like, I could avoid. Uh, it, It was really a very masterful way for me to get money with having my own flexibility at my fingertips so if there's anybody out there who's thinking well you know i already have a job but i want to save up for a car i want to save up for a new fence or a new roof then joining our school district as a sub gives you the flexibility to decide when you want to work and we need subs in all areas we need substitute instructional aides. we need substitute cafeteria workers we need substitute custodians substitute maintenance workers substitute teachers um, we even need substitute administrators, so we'll we'll take it all. It's really a wonderful way to supplement your income without that huge commitment. And if you're looking for the commitment, trust me, you can work five days a week in Fort Bragg Unified as a sub.
0: Let's go back to UK Unified, Nicole Glenser. Hey, you know, um, there are you can sub
1: in any position. We we need sub custodians, just like Fort Bragg sub food service sub teachers. One thing that um, I think a lot of people don't realize is if you're going to Mendocino College and you have time say starting around 2 or 2:30, 2 you could be a, a substitute custodian um, and that looks better on a resume than working in a fast food place. I worked for Ukai Unified. I worked for Fort Bragg, whatever whatever school district. It, it's more of a resume builder than some of the other entry- level positions that college kids um, take on. And the flip side, you know, the opposite end of the day, um, the morning, if you're able to sub in a food service position starting at 6, 6.30 a.m., um, that looks better. That's more of a resume builder than working at, you know, the, the local fast food joint, which I don't want to throw shade on any of our uh, restaurants uh, in Mendocino County, but I do, I do want our, our young people coming up in their careers to really think about what you put on a resume matters. And when you've worked for a school district, it's much more impressive than some of the other options that you may have available to you while you're either just out of high school or going to
2: college. And what's even wonderful, even better, is that you're building up your retirement. Even those little jobs build up your retirement. So let's say, for instance, I start out as an instructional aid um, substitute. I'm, I'm starting to add and contribute to the public employee's retirement system. And now I'm going to be a um, nutrition worker because I can do the 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift prior to me going into my English class at Mendo College. Well, now I'm truly contributing to my PERS. And then let's say, for instance, I'm done. I am done with my degree. I've decided I'm going to be a kindergarten teacher. All the time that I've placed in PERS, as a teacher, I can stay in PERS, and now my time just continues. So anything you do in the school system stays in that public employee retirement system. Even if you go into the teaching, you can still stay in PERS. So it's really a wonderful way to build up your retirement without, with, without doing much. Get in there. Come work for us. We will get that pension going, and you will see dividends when you become full-time and you've invested those years.
0: I even heard that the Willits mayor works as a substitute teacher in the school system.
3: Yes, the Willits mayor, formerly the Willits police chief, um, he is a substitute teacher for us. We, we are very appreciative. I won't, I won't name drop, but we're very appreciative.
0: <laughs> no, we just wanted to bring that up because it, all walks of life can end up really working in our schools and contributing to the betterment of children. And so that, that's why I brought that specific example up. Okay, what about teaching? Can teachers from other districts bring seniority with them? How about from out of state? What does it take to be a teacher intern? Who wants to take this one on? Ms. Walker from Fort Bragg.
2: We love finding new teachers. Anything we can do to find new teachers. If you just if you are in a position where you have a degree, and that that's the, the number one first requirement, you have to have a degree. We can work with almost any degree, and I use the word almost lightly, but we can work with almost any degree. So you have your bachelor's degree, bachelor's of science degree, and you say, you know, I, I really have always loved working with children come into the school district and allow us to help you walk through the paperwork to begin that process. You can, if, if you have enough units in certain areas, you can potentially get what's called a pre-intern permit so that you can teach with your degree in that pre-intern permit. If you have, If you don't necessarily have all of the units, but you have some, you could potentially qualify for a waiver. Um, if we have someone going out on a maternity leave or a medical leave, we can get you in on what's called a TIPSL, which is a temporary staff permit. So there are lots of things we can do to get you into the teaching profession without being fully credentialed and without having to go through the teacher credential program yet. You will need to do it eventually if you decide this is the life for me. But in the meantime, again, another wonderful opportunity to test the waters and to be able to walk away and say, nope, not for me. Or to test the waters before you invest $10,000 into a credential program and say, this is my life's calling. This is what I want to do. So, again, we can almost do anything with any degree, and we can help you find where you would fit best. We had someone in our school system who came in and didn't have the right degree as far as qualifying for a pre-intern permit. And so the avenue that we're taking with that person is they have a substitute teaching permit, which is the 30-day emergency credential. They are subbing for 30 days, and they are taking the C sets, which are the exams you would take for your credential program. And if they pass those C sets, then we'll be able to credential them with um, a pre-interim permit or a short-term staff permit. There are many, many ways to do it. If there's a will, there's a way. And Samantha Travis at the Mendocino County Office of Education is probably one of the biggest angels to all children in Mendocino County because she helps us find a way. So I would say if teaching is something you've considered, I would encourage you to really pursue that and either start out with being a substitute teacher, coming into the district office of any of our districts and saying, what do I need to do? I will tell you that I have counseled many people going to come into the ranks of teaching, especially in special education, you will always have a job. If you are in the math or sciences, you will always have a job. If you are credentialed for any grade, any grade level, you will always have a job because you can move anywhere in the state of California, walk into a school district and say, I'm here to sub. You will get a job immediately. With your golden teaching credential, you will never be out of work.
1: I concur with everything Becky from Fort Bragg just said. I also want to um, uh, mention, you You asked about, well, what about out of state? What about uh, bringing tenure? Um, you Districts have different things that they um, um, allow for, for where teachers are placed on the salary schedule. Um, and state credentials, we work with Samantha Travis, who I agree is just amazing. Uh, to make sure they meet the California requirements, but one thing a lot of people don't realize is if you change from one California school district to another one, your sick leave goes with you, um, whether you're a certificated employee like a teacher or a classified employee like a custodian. And then upon retirement, if you haven't used that, it, it applies and helps you in your retirement. So um, there's there, it's, the benefits of working for a school district are are it's, the, the list is endless.
0: Yes. Let's talk a little bit about teaching assistance and then we're we'll going to talk about the benefits of school districts. So quick on teaching assistance. Do we have positions open for that? And what does that job look like? There are so many positions
1: open, whether you want to work with special needs students, um, regular ed. There's just, I, we have, if you're good in math, you're good in English, we've got, we've got a lot of, uh, we call them paraprofessionals. We need subs. We need permanent people. There's a lot of jobs open.
2: Our instructional aides are part of our frontline staff. They are so critically important to what we do in our school systems. I will tell you right now that if I had the opportunity to put an aid in every single classroom, we would do it with our COVID money. The hard part is, is that we have, um, I think, six instructional aid positions open that we haven't been able to so we are plastering it as much as we can to try and get folks to come in it is a hugely important position you are the backbone of the school in helping our teachers Our, our teachers can't do it all they do an amazing wonderful job when you're sitting in a classroom though with 24 little ones or 28 or 30 little ones it requires sometimes just more hands on deck it our instructional aides make sure that we have our supervision for our recesses, our lunches, our eating times, our bus supervision. So hugely important position. I cannot understate, I, I, it cannot be understated at all. It is absolutely a necessary position for student success in our system. And I would encourage anyone who is looking for a position that's working with children to start there. It's a great place to begin.
0: The pandemic has made a lot of people question whether they're in a job that fulfills them, allows them to make a difference. People are talking about the great resignation. If you are looking for meaningful work, education could be a great option. Schools throughout the county are looking for dedicated, thoughtful, interesting people to support our youth. Maybe now is the time for you to make that change you've been thinking about. If you're thinking about teaching, MCOE has a credential specialist to help you learn more about this wonderful career. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red Donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.